Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. We are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, share your comments and thoughts, and answer all of your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we're not experts. We're just podcast hosts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Dory, we're going to kick things off with a first today. I'm so excited. Someone wrote us a poem. Yay. About the podcast. Oh. Bless. And then they called in and read it. Oh. Okay, so here we go. Hey, Kate and Nori. My name is Carla. I have been following the podcast forever. And I wrote a poem of thanks for you guys. And so I thought I'd call in and just recite it for you. <laughs> here it goes. Hello, my friends, Cat and Dor. This is a piece I've written for a pod that I adore. 
How can we thank you? So many love you so. Let me list the reasons so that you two will know. First and foremost, in a world of many pods, how many will you find that give honest wrecks on prod? Although you may think you're just too serum-talking broad, there are so many more things that you give to us, you're odd. You two are the background of my life, which really freaking rocks. I can count on the pods for suggestions, from makeup tips to bombas socks. The guests you both host are outstanding, I swear. And the mini-apps are great for talks about butts, waxing, and nose hair. From book recommendations and taking a pause to letting go of clutter or dealing with laws. Reframing the narrative and Costco runs. And sometimes the podcast includes a few puns. Yeah, you may not be experts, but that is okay. Forever 35 is a home run. Hooray! You both love an email or two voicemails in a row. I have the number saved in my phone. It ends in 0390. Dory loves the reframing, but I hope she loves the rhyme. Kate, I hope you love this too as much as you love a 5 a.m. rise time. If this poem gets read, I hope the listeners enjoy the dictation as much as we all enjoy the debacle over the mucillaire pronunciation. Love you, girls. Thanks for all you do for us forever 35 subs. I'm speechless. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm almost going to cry. That's amazing. I know. I know. She she, she could. Carla? She, that, that, I mean, wow. I blew, I'm so impressed. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. I don't know why I'm about to cry. Because it's like so great. It's, it's so, so thoughtful. Kind. Yeah. Also. Also so, so funny. So funny. So on the nose. So on the nose. Rhymes. Would that be a limerick? I don't know. English professors, please weigh in. Wow, do we have any out there? That oh, was I so think cool. we do. Wow. I mean, I was an English major, but I don't know. I was a women's studies major. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just what what a what a privilege it is to some for ha- to have someone listen to our show enough to then be able to write a poem, a hilarious, funny, smart, adorable poem about us. I I, I just wow. truly honored. Same. This was really awesome thank, thank you, you carla i just also the last line really made me laugh because when i was listening to it the first time i was like where what's going to be the rhyme where is it going? yeah it was like <laughs> what is it going to be and then when it was the misalar pronunciation it just made me crack uh, up okay well again what a delight uh dory moving on yes let's move on we had someone call in whose life was positively impacted by a one line a day journal so i thought you might like to hear this hi kate and dory um i was calling to comment on dory's one line journal that she had begun my mom kept a date book and was religious about writing in it even if it was merely the temperature that day or what she ate or that she did nothing at all that day um, they really came in handy when my sister and I were planning our weddings because my mom looked back and said, oh, don't pick that date. It rained all week that year. Um, or if it was something we were debating, what did we do on Christmas last year or the year before? She could always pull out the date book and set us all straight. Um, my mom died three years ago, and we have over 20 years' worth of her date books. 
Um, they are such a treasure to just randomly pick one up and read her thoughts, um, especially when you read that she noticed something about um, myself or my kids, and I think, wow, she really was paying attention. Um, and for those times when I feel like her memory might be getting a little fuzzy, I can pick up those books and she's right there with me. Um, I've tried very often to start a journal myself or a date book, and I failed miserably. So I highly support Dory's one-line journal. Um, I think it could someday be a really nice gift to her son, and it's just a great way to kind of just let loose at the end of the day and hey, even to record the weather every day. <laughs> anyway, I love the podcast. Thanks for um, always making me laugh, and um, thanks for taking my call. Oh, this is really sweet. So sweet. Yeah. What a treasure to have. Susan say, like, what a gift. Yeah. I discovered after my mom passed a giant folder of emails that my mom had printed out that were exchanged between my mom and me and my mom and my brother. Oh, wow. Yes. And and I I bound them and gave them to my brother for oh. Christmas one year. Also, because I didn't feel right, like, keeping their communication. But yeah. I kept the ones between that from that were written by me and written yeah. to her. And it was it, it was such a amazing gift. Now, have I accomplished this for my children? No, I am like this listener. I, but it inspired me hearing hearing the impact that it had on her to have this kind of thing left yeah, behind. Yeah, it's really amazing. It was really moving. So look at you. Hmm. Look hmm. at you. <laughs> I will say though the one thing: the weather here in Los Angeles. I was just thinking that too. It's like seventy degrees and sunny mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everyone. So, yeah. So <laughs> their kids don't. They are very lucky not to need that. Info. Although, you know, I could notate when it rains. Or when there's a freaking fire. A fire. Yep. Good point. Earthquakes. <sighs> yeah. No, no, the scary things. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No. Anyway, listener, we love that. That was such a lovely suggestion and um, a, a special thing you yeah. have. We had a couple people follow up about scarring. Oh, yes. I'm very curious. Hello, Forever 35. I was listening to the most recent mini episode and have some advice for the listener wanting to prevent facial scarring. Of course, I suggest talking to your doctor dermatologist first. I was in a bad bicycle accident a few years ago that left me with a with gnarly road rash on my cheeks, a split open chin, which required stitches and some broken bones. Some of the road rash was pretty deep, but didn't require stitches. So it sounds like it might be similar to what happened to the listener. I was given something at the hospital that I think was prescription strength bacitracin. It worked wonders. See what your doctor recommends, but just wanted to say there is stuff out there that can help prevent scarring on your face. It was amazing. And honestly, things went from pretty grim looking to normal in about a week. I've also read that ye old Vaseline can help prevent scarring because it will help keep the area from drying out and scabbing. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, just when you wanted to take Vaseline down a notch, it comes back <laughs> swinging. I, I, I thought. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess if you don't want things to leave a scar, you you don't want them to scab. I didn't realize that. I'm trying to remember. I know when I got like a mole removed from my back, mm-hmm. they did want me to keep putting stuff on it. Well, I always thought a scab meant something was healing. Yeah, but I think for I think specifically for scarring, mm-hmm. 
you do want to keep it moist. My daughter had a ma- major bicycle wipeout Ooh. and had that chin um, oh. major scrape that didn't need stitches, but was pretty bad. Yeah. And it's been healing for like a month. Oh, We did not do any of this. So I'm like, well, oh, all right, she'll be fine. We got another email. You want to read this one? Dory? I would love to. I'm a pediatrician and I tell people whenever they have an abrasion or laceration on their face, the following one, keep it clean with soap and water Two aquaphor ointment, three sunscreen. Hope this helps. Well, isn't aquaphor essentially in the same vein of Vaseline? Yes. Like a thick. It's a thick viscous thing that doesn't let any water in. Yes. It's an occlusive. Okay. Yeah. Look at us. Experts forever. (laughs) All right. Let's take a short break. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. 
Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just 
like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Dory. Yes. I want to just have you read this email. (laughs) Hi, K and D. We need to talk about peeing in the shower while taking a shower. I find it repulsing and it's truly never crossed my mind as a toilet option. I thought surely everyone feels the same, but as I hear more opinions about it, it's sounding like I may be in the minority. Can we please take a poll and maybe address hygiene topics around it? So I am not a shower peer, but are you? You are, right? (laughs) I mean, I've done it. Okay. I've done it. Okay. (laughs) I've done it. The, the, I don't like it yeah because it feels, <laughs> it feels weird right i would rather pee in a toilet okay <laughs> or just in a in like a repository for I mean, it wastes less toilet paper that's fair i don't think but i am not i say this is a non-shower you've never peed in a shower no. never once never once i want to challenge you oh no it just makes me feel weird but you're you're living in this house for like three more days on your last day pee in the shower oh here. that feels so weird i know a lot of people do it and i cast no aspersions or judgment on their decision to pee in the shower it's just not for me that's fine i i only do it when like i get in the shower and i'm like all of a sudden i'm like oh my god i have to pee so badly oh interesting because it's see, not like i a- feel like i almost always pee before i get in the shower I'm wondering, I need to pay more attention to my yearning pre and post shower. Mm. So I've done it. It's not a regular occurrence. It. I find it, I'm like a little bit grossed out by it, but I'm also like, it's just pee. Pee? Yeah, and it's and sterile. It's gonna, yeah, and it's going to wash down the drain. I mean, I will say this. Mm. If Henry pees in the bath, I don't like change the water. Well, are you, have you peed in a pool before? Sure. Uh, yeah, right? Like we've all peed in the in ocean. pools. Oh, lakes. Lakes, I like actively pee in. <laughs> Pools, I don't. I'm, as a I kid, mean, I did. Yeah, but yeah. Sure. I, I don't actively do it now. But like right. as a kid, it was like, oh, okay. I will say I introduced, like one of my kids got in the shower and then was like, I had a pee, I had a pee. And I was like, just pee in the shower. And it had never dawned on them. And then they both caught wind of this and then would ask if they, every time they got in the shower, if they could pee. 
And I had to be, I had to like, like oh, no, just please try to pee before you take, because they like would get in the shower and, and then get, be like, excited. yes, like they love. Do they shower it. together? No, not anymore. Um, but I had to kind of nip that one in the bud. <laughs> I don't know. This is interesting. I just love the urgency with which this listener approached the question. Like, we got to talk about this. Totally. Well, it sounds like she only recently learned that that it's a practice that people do. This is, I think, my favorite part of like human existence. Yes. Where you didn't and, and we've all had this happen to us right like you have no idea that people do a thing and totally. then you're like i don't like i don't wash my legs right well this is like allison rosen's just me or everyone thing yes <laughs> that's exactly what this is <sighs> so anyway can we please take a poll and okay. maybe address the hygiene topics around it the listener asks i don't I am not a scientist nor a doctor. I don't know what the hygiene topics would be. I would love to hear from people who want to weigh in on this. Let's take a poll. Poll. Consider it polled. Yeah. We're polling. We're Do polling. you pee in the shower while taking a shower? Weigh in. And let's do it in a judgment-free way. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe we'll do an actual poll in the Facebook group. Or on Instagram. Oh, yeah. We, we can do, do a poll. both. <gasps> yes. Our first scientific study. Totally scientific. Completely so- <laughs> sound research. I'm excited for this. I am, too. Okay. So okay. when this when this episode comes out, yep. we'll put the poll up. Yeah. And then we will discuss the results. Yeah. On the show. This is exciting. I love body talk. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited that this is our first poll. <laughs> Yeah, not about serums. No, nope, about, about peeing in the shower. Yep. Thank you, listener, for sparking the convo. <laughs> uh, let's let's check into this email here. Okay, uh, this whew, this really resonated with me. Kate and Dor, you know the, the abbreviations cat listener, but I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> Just kidding. I need some advice from you and the wonderful community of listeners that you have created. My issue is that I am constantly telling white lies in the workplace. And although I commit and recommit and recommit again to stop this horrible habit, it continues. I am an honest person when it comes to important major stuff and have gotten much better at being honest about everything through my 37 years of experience. But man, this habit has yet to fully go. Let me preface by saying that I grew up in a household where I was witness to physical abuse. I would say that this, excuse me, I would say that is the origin of my default to tell something other than the truth to simply avoid conflict with serious consequences. I do not have trouble being honest with my husband and my close group of friends whom I trust, but it is in the workplace that I constantly trip up. I seem to quote, never learn even the hard way. I know that telling white lies about inconsequential things is not a huge deal but I want to be able to build trust with those I work with. I know that being dishonest is never the answer, yet I still do it. Each time I do, I feel guilty, stupid, embarrassed. Am I truly a bad person? Does anyone else struggle with this? Why can't I just say what is true? It feels like everyone can do it so easily. Why do I struggle so badly? Any uh, advice or perspective would be truly appreciated. Honestly, LOL. Whoa. So I have had a, a white lie habit. Oh, interesting. In the workplace. Um, I did not grow up in a household where I witnessed physical abuse. Um, I think it stems from me being afraid of disappointing people. Mm. So like, give me an example of what a white lie in the workplace would entail. I haven't done it in a while because I have really worked on it and worked on it in therapy, but I used to be really afraid of disappointing people and being, and I was worried that 
my I think I was worried that my honest answers weren't valid. Okay. Or wouldn't be seen or received. So I made like, for example, I was in a really toxic job for eight months. Okay. And a truly awful experience that ruined my mental health when I was in my early 20s. And I quit the job. But instead of just saying like, I'm not happy, this isn't a fit for me. I need to quit this job. I lied and said, I think I said my grandmother was sick and I wanted to be able to spend more time with my grandmother. I was like 23. And in hindsight, it was I was I was scared of that boss. Mm-hmm. The boss was really a, a toxic person and I just wanted to like get out of it as fast as possible. And so I made up a thing that would seem more digestible rather than just being honest because being honest would have me to have to say something a little harder, like put it on that person be like, I can't work, you know? So that doesn't even seem that bad to me, but I, I've done it in other situations. Like, like, did you take the last cup of coffee and you saying no, but you actually did like, no, I I think it was, I think for me, honestly, the experience of white lying was, to make it easier for me to get out of situations where I was worried people would be mad at me. And mm. so I would I would white lie in order not to have to deal with confrontation or an uncomfortable conversation or the, the people being mad at me is so, gives me so much anxiety. Again, I've worked on this in therapy for like a decade now. So I don't I don't this doesn't come up for me anymore. But I would say to this listener, be gentle and forgiving with yourself. Um because you have so much self-awareness about it. It's not coming from a place of malice. You experienced deep trauma as a kid. And I, I'm sure this has, like you've already seemed to have figured out, this has a lot to do with this behavior. Yeah. And the feeling that you've described of shame, feeling guilty, stupid, embarrassed, those are such... um debilitating hard awful things to have to move through and we really it sounds like you're really kind of putting yourself through the ringer like you described it as a horrible like you're you're using a lot of language that makes me think you're being really hard on yourself about it and i you are not a bad person um you struggle like i think it's a struggle because you've you probably adapt like adopted this behavior early on as a survival mechanism yeah and I think doing work on this with a therapist will will help you. I really do. I don't I don't think you have anything. I mean, it's very easy to say, like, don't feel ashamed. But like, this is not just you white lying to like, for the fun of it. Totally. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I think I mean, that I think you're right. Like being kind to yourself about this. Yeah, I think I, I suspect other other people do do this and i i think it's it can be very hard to change a pattern of behavior we've had since childhood yes but so, i think the fact that you've recognized it like kate was saying is is really important yeah you're so self-aware on all fronts about it so now i just think you need the help and support to learn how to 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 talk about why it's happening totally and then to figure out how to make the changes that you want so 
we see you. We do. And we appreciate you talking to us about this. Yeah. That's a tough one. All right. Let's take a pause, Dory. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to dig back into diet culture at work. Oh, I can't wait. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, well, we're back. Here we are. Here we are. All right, I'll, I'll read this one. Take it away. Hi, Kate and Dory. Y'all, 
I had to pause the pod and write in re-diet culture at work. I also used to work in a toxic environment at an offshoot of a university system. The HR or people wing of the university ran an annual weight loss and most steps competition. My coworkers knew I went to the gym and asked me to join their weight loss and most steps competition group. I told them I'm a weightlifter. I tend to see an upward trend on the scale, which is a sign that I'm getting stronger. So no, I can't help you and just refuse to participate. This group of coworkers also had a Fitbit group setup that I was added to where people were constantly boasting and competing about how many steps they took. I've since thrown my Fitbit away. If the company is on the large scale of a university system, there might not be anything beyond screaming into the void that you can do. But if you work at a medium to small organization like the one I'm at now, you are likely to have a more positive response from HR if you ask them to consider how much of a bad look this is. As far as people complaining about free food at work, I've worked to reframe that kind of garbage as them trying to make me feel bad about their choices and toxic thinking. It takes work, but I've gotten to an okay place with free work food where I sometimes just want a free bagel. And there were other times when I was just starting at work and money was tight and I was super grateful for any free food. Kate, I totally agree with either pointing out the behavior or avoiding it. You're not the asshole for avoiding toxic people at work. You don't have to be friends with everyone or even anyone if they all suck. Much love to the listener and to y'all. And the subject of that email was on diet culture at work, parentheses, burn it to the ground. Oh, yeah. Um. I should I should say, and this was something that came up when we were discussing this, this issue that sometimes going to HR is not a solution because HR is sponsoring yeah. the gosh darn contest. Yeah. Totally. I mean, this is a this is a tricky one. Yeah. It's so pervasive. And I also really appreciated this listener's point of view about like it can be a privilege to be provided with food at your workspace. Mm-hmm. Some people cannot afford food. Like food scarcity yes. is real for many people. And so I, I thought that was just an important point to mention. Agree. Um, we have a couple other voicemails about this. This is another listener's suggestion. Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, it's Faina here from Kentucky. I'm calling in after listening to mini episode 90. Um, and I want to talk about corporate diet culture. It is my favorite thing to kill um, very slowly with little acts of rebellion. Um, I work at a very large company, and what I do is I honestly just kill diet culture with kindness. Like, I just overflow kindness to my coworkers. Um, and I think it works really well for me because I'm pretty... Um, how do I say this? Like my brand at work is pretty joyful and boppy and bubbly. So I feel like I have the ability to do this and the listener who call in may not. Um, but essentially like, you know, if someone in my periphery says something about themselves or about diet culture to me, I am very quick to shut it down by replacing it with kindness and love. So I find something to compliment about them. Typically, I'm speaking with people that I know and work around pretty often. So if someone says something like, oh, like, I really shouldn't, but I I say, no, you should. I say, no, you should. Like, it's a cookie. And you're really smart. And you just had a great presentation. And you should just do it. Like, whatever. Why not? Um, And I have, like, gotten to the point where I'm like, 
I, I try my best not to compliment their physical appearance because it's not about that. But whenever someone's like, oh, like I feel really bad about that, I'm like, you shouldn't. Like, don't feel bad. Like, this is great. You're great. We're all great. We should all eat cookies if we want to. Um, and then finally, another thing I do is like sometimes I just flat out ask people. And again, because of my personality, I feel like it definitely comes off as if I'm almost joking, but not. And like, especially my closer friends at work, if they say something like that, I'll be like, do you really think that about yourself? Like, I, I don't think that at all about you. Like, do you really think that about yourself? Don't you realize like how, how awesome you are? Um, and that kind of stops people in their tracks. So I feel like it's definitely a more obnoxious way of going about it. Um, but I'm a pretty genuine person, and I think people know that when I say those comments and when I say those things, I really am doing it with good intentions, and I think that it really causes people to reflect uh, on the comments they make and the thoughts that they might have about themselves. Okay, love the pod. Kill diet culture. Love you guys. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it too. Kill diet culture. Okay, one more listener. Wade in. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm calling because I'm making dinner and listening to the most recent mini episode where someone asked about how they can interrupt diet culture talk at work. Um, it is super pervasive. Um, and I would just say that as a fat person, it's always my hope that thin folks take the lead on this because when you are fat, the pressure is on you to either make yourself more comfortable by, like you said, not sitting with the people that do um, the most egregious diet talk or whatever. Um, and this is where if you want to be an ally as like a thinner bodied person, this is where you can step up and interrupt that diet talk in the same way that you would interrupt any other kind of oppressive talk. Thanks so much. Yes. yes. How to be a good ally. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Such a great reminder. Thank you, listener. Yeah. Totally. Hmm. I fucking love our listeners. I do too. I just... They're so great. I mean, it is... When we are not recording, all we do is talk about like, what a freaking privilege and honor it is to have the listeners that we have. So thank you for weighing in with all your brilliance and thoughts and yeah. shares and comments and poems. Everything. Embarrassing stories, theme songs. Yeah. Peeing in the shower questions. We could go on and on, Dory. <sighs> but we won't. Nope. And said we're going to end here. Yep. Thank you all so, so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.